BAC with my friend and partner now, Lucas Boudreaux. What's up? Shout out to Lucas. Yeah. And this is a news show. It's not the Red Zone Report where we talk about GAC sports, and it's not the DMR, but this is the LC show, Lucas and Chris show. Today and for now on, we will talk about sports and everything about sports, pro, college, maybe even a little high school. we got some big recruits going on. Whatever it is, we're going to talk about it. So today we have a nice little lineup going on here. We have several topics in the, both the NFL and in college, and we're going to start off with the teams you think are on upset this week, Lucas. Who do you think in college football is going to be on the upset? All right, Bulldogs fans, you're going to hate to hear this, but uh, I like I almost am going to go with Missouri at Georgia on this one. Uh, Georgia's all banged up, and Missouri's playing really well so far this season, so i got to go with that one. Uh, I also like... Penn State over Michigan at home. Michigan is a team that hasn't been playing very well so far this year. Had a solid win last week. But uh, look out for Penn State at home. They're dangerous. Yep, yep, I agree with some of those. Yep. Um, Mizzou versus UGA. I think UGA will pull it out in the end because Mizzou, their defense is not like it's Florida out there. So I think Georgia will be able to move on with that. But Oregon versus Washington, that's going to be an, another upset alert. Because Washington, they should have beat Stanford last week. If they had, didn't give up all those yards of Ty Montgomery, like that kickoff return, and then all those receiving yards. He had, I think he had 219 all-purpose yards or something yeah. like that. Like If they wouldn't have given that up to him, they probably would have won. And also, Safarius Jenkins, the tight end, the supposedly great tight end for Washington, he dropped that ball, which would have mm-hmm. put Washington in field goal range. So, all in all, I think Washington has a shot against Oregon. And now, moving on, let's talk about the Heisman. Who do you have as your Heisman top five? So, I broke down the Heisman rankings. I listed one through five. At five, I have Teddy Bridgewater of Louisville. All right, okay. Uh, He's a great quarterback. However, I don't think he'll win the Heisman just because of the competition he goes against. Yeah, he's playing scrubs every week. No real competition there. Uh, Four, underrated quarterback here, Jameis Winston on the upside. Let's go, FSU. Yeah. Uh, he he is only at four this week. Plays Clemson in a little bit. If they beat Clemson, he goes way up. Uh, he jumps who I have at number three, Taj Boyd. Uh, whoever wins that game there, I think will uh, take over the three spot. Number two, I got Johnny Manziel. Can't hate on Johnny Manziel on the field. Uh, throughout all of his off field activities this off season, on the field he still lights out. Uh, and number one, I have Marcus Mariota of Oregon. The guy is electric. I mean, really? he's number just le- yes, okay. number one. Right. The guy leads his team. If he goes undefeated this year, I think he wins it. Mm, okay, I Mariota, I think it's a little high because even though know, Oregon's winning, they're not really they haven't played like Stanford or something yet, so they, he could rise up. All right now, I'd probably have Aaron Murray number one just off his Ooh. wins. I mean, great. Even against Clemson, he still threw up over 300 he yards, did play well. and he played well. I mean, he's beating South Carolina. He had a huge game versus LSU, which everybody saw. So I think Aaron Murray will be up there. I actually have Jameis Winston up a little bit, like two or three spots. You know, up. For, I think he had a number four. I put him up to maybe two or three, just because of he's a redshirt freshman. The whole Johnny Football effect. Mm-hmm. And I think he's he's made like he's had at least five Heisman moments. He's like you know, you know those little moments where he's on the replays where you show the Heisman plays like when oh, yeah. win it. He's had like five of those. Mm-hmm. Like those. I mean, I've seen him throwing the ball off his back foot on his knee, dropping back and falling down, and scoring bullets. Just and he's a redshirt freshman. He's yeah. doing this. So he plays baseball for them in the spring. Yeah, have you seen that pl- play where he throws? It? He's all the way out in the outfield. I think he he just he gets the runner out at home. I have. It's, it's, it was a ridiculous. Great, it was a Bo Jackson play. That's how good it was. Bo knows, and that was a great play. 
So, moving on, now we're going to move on to a little more NFL action. we got a couple of NFL games to pick. First up, Washington versus Dallas. Who do you got? All right, in this one, I like Dallas. Dallas played really well against Denver last week. Uh, put up 48. Defense didn't look too well. Peyton Manning picked them apart, but Peyton Manning picks every team apart. So, I've got to yeah. go with Dallas on this one. Don't really like Washington so far this season. Uh, I want to pick Dallas, but I just... Know these Cowboys, and I feel like the Redskins are going to come in there and uh, do some work because not because they need they've been a bear so far this season. They have all this hype going into the year. RG three coming back from injury, he's going to do work, but so far they've really struggled. So I think Washington, even though their defense, I think the defense can get a couple jumps in the ball, maybe pick off Romo a few times. Now that Romo has been awful, it's just that occasionally he can get baited in to throw an interception here and there. And I think RG three will make some plays with his legs. And the Dallas defense, they give. 50, oh, 48 points. They barely forced a punt. The only reason the Broncos uh, didn't win that game by more than a touchdown was because they stopped themselves. Like, the, if they would have just kept throwing the ball with Manning instead of running draws on third down, for example, then they would have won that game by, like, seven points. So the Dallas defense is struggling. So I think RG3 will have a field day. Now, moving on, we have Green Bay at Baltimore. That sounds like a great matchup. Who do you got? I have Green Bay in this one, and for the reason that Baltimore has not impressed me so far this year. Their offense yeah. is not very good. Joe Flacco is struggling not that much, but he's not putting up the numbers. Stop the same that Anquan. Uh, Green Bay, on the other hand, has looked fairly good. They've looked better than Baltimore to me. I like them on the road there. Green Bay, all right. I'm going to... You know what? I'm going to go with Green Bay, too, I think. I want to – because Baltimore, their defense is not is good. Yeah, it's better than I thought it would be after losing Ray Lewis and Ed Reed. Yeah. But at the same time, I just – Green Bay's offense, if they can throw up about 24 points, I think they can hold up. Now, Green Bay's defense isn't dominant, but I still think that Aaron Rodgers and the boys can get – Put up enough points to keep Joe Flacco and them at bay at home. Hard to win on the road. Yeah, it's hard to win, yeah. And then finally, we got Monday Night Football, New Orleans versus New England. That pains me to say this, but New Orleans is undefeated on the year. It hurts. It hurts. I wish the Falcons were like that, but we're stuck at one and four. But uh, who do you got, New Orleans or New England? Uh, I'm going to have to go with the Saints on this one. Mm-hmm. Saints are amazing this year. I mean, their offense is just putting up numbers. Defense is playing well under uh, Rex Ryan's brother, Rob Ryan, and yeah. I like them to go and beat New England. I'm going to go with New England at home. Just that home crowd is going to be live because everyone up in Boston, they love the Patriots, so it's going to be a live crowd there. And I think the Patriots, they, they lost some key guys on the D-line, but luckily the Saints don't run the ball extremely well. So I think New England's defense, as long as they can hold, like Aqib Tlaib, he played great against Julio Jones. Yeah, he did. So I think he can shut down maybe Marquise Colson for the Saints or something. And if they can just hold, I think Tom Brady can manufacture enough points. You know, he has young weapons. He, and they also have a really good running game. No one really talks about the Patriots' running game, but they have a really good running game. Underrated. Yeah. So I think they can run the ball and control the clock and keep it away from Tom Brady. I think the Patriots can do it. And then also we have Dark Horse College Football National Title Contenders. All right. Dark Horse team to win the national title. I like Baylor. Baylor is the team that no one is talking about. I have them... Winning the Big 12, I don't see them losing a game this season. They're putting up, they put up almost 70 points a game in every game. They scored 69, 70, 70, yeah. I think 73 now. And uh, they're just putting up numbers on everyone. I don't know who can stop them. I mean, Alabama's defense looks like uh, they're, they can be beat against Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. I, think, uh, I think Baylor can do it. 
Um, I don't know if these are dark horses, but I'm going to go with LSU and Florida State. Just because people kind of, they'll mention Alabama, they'll say Clemson, they'll say Ohio State, they'll say Georgia, they'll even say Oregon or Stanford. But LSU, even though they lost against Georgia, they're still in this. They have games against Texas A&M, who's number nine right now in the AP poll, and Alabama, who's been number one since the season started. So they can beat those two teams. And they also play uh, Florida, which they play this week. Those are three ranked opponents right now. So they can get through that schedule. I don't see anyone who can beat them right now. But also Florida State, they can get by Clemson. Miami is another ranked teammate to play, but after that, they play Florida, and that's the last tough game, really, Florida at the very end Clemson's of the year. Clemson's their big test, definitely. Yeah, Clemson's their big test. So if they can do that, then, yeah, I think the, the, both those teams could make the national title game. And our final topic on the day is the Falcons' weekly talk, and this is going to be a sorry conversation because I'm just feeling really uh, sad right different, now. Different moment this year than it would have been last year, definitely. Yep. Um, so, one and four. Did you did, did you see this coming at all? At all? Uh, yeah. Preseason, uh, you know, the Falcons, preseason doesn't matter. They went on four. Yeah. Uh, looked like it was going to be good this year. I wouldn't quite give up on the season, you know, it's still time. Saints are 5-0, though. I don't think that we're going to catch them. Yeah. Uh, we have to be like 10-6, maybe. Julio is out for the year now. Looks so like, yeah. that is not going to be good. Matt Roddy. Ryan's running out of weapons. Roddy White's been hurt with mm-hmm. a... High ankle sprain, I think it is, and uh, Stephen Jackson's been out on the defensive side. Oh, they're banged up. Defense wasn't yeah. that good to begin with, but Croy Bierman, uh, Keem Dent, Sean Weatherspoon are all out. It's big losses. Yeah, um, this I've been reflecting this week because actually I'm going to write a story on this. This is the Falcon struggles for the uh, Spartan Spirit. Check it out at GACSPartanSpirit.com. But it's been pretty rough so far, and I'm kind of looking at less at the team and more at the general manager and the head coach. I kind of feel like they might have known this team was not as good as last year's because they got they got rid of Tyson Claybo, Dunta Robinson, um, Peterson at linebacker. They've gotten they got rid of several key veterans that were leaders on this team and they have nice yeah. young pieces. I mean Alford and Trufant and Corner, those are nice yeah. young pieces. They try to go with Lamar Holmes and Garrett Reynolds at certain positions, but they forgot to factor in the injury factor, and that just really it just killed it. And this O-line, it's pathetic. It's, it's, it's that's what it is. I mean, literally, Peter Collins is right in front of the nose tackle, and he just whips. And, like, Matt Ryan, you, you can kind of say, well, Matt Ryan's off. Like, no, that O-line is so bad. He's, he's already, he's, he's, I'm, so, I'm really proud of him for what he's done so far because yeah. he's staying in there. And I just feel sorry for Tony Gonzalez, really. I feel like this team next year, they can uh, come right back because their young pieces will get better, and I'm sure they're going to reevaluate everything that they think of right now. But uh, I feel sorry for Tony because this is his last year, at least so he says. So, yeah. But um, this team, I don't, I don't see them making the playoffs to be honest, just because it's too many injuries and they're not coming back too late. But I do see their young guys just getting better. Like I could see Peter Collins developing. I could see maybe Drew Davis or Kevin Cohen at receiver developing while Julio's out. They can make a trade. I've heard rumors of Josh Gordon with Cleveland. I don't know how ridiculous that is, but I don't know. I've heard rumors. But um, this team can can just learn and like grow together, and maybe next year they can make a run. I think this team, the, the one thing they did, I think they sacrificed championship for the future. I wouldn't say sacrifice championship, but they kind of took a step back so they could be better in the future. They got rid of a lot of, like, they got rid of Abraham. Yeah. Like, big contract guys for rookies that are cheaper, so that way they can build for the future. So I think the Falcons will be good in the future. 
and maybe be 8-8 eight eight this year, but I think they'll be fine in the future. Trust in Dimitrov. Well, one thing I think that they have struggled with is they haven't fixed what they could have been doing better. I yeah. mean, if you look... Uh, a couple weeks ago, they got stopped on fourth down. Uh, Monday night against the Jets, they could have gone into halftime 17-10. They go for uh, they go for the touchdown last play of the game. They don't get it. Play call too. They don't get it. Run up the middle. The run game hasn't been working all year. Um, you know, I don't agree with the call. Obviously, it's a good call if it works, but yeah. it didn't work. So at least try why, a sweep. That's <laughs> why we're uh, sitting here saying it wasn't a good call and. If you kick the field goal, the final score would be 31-30. to 30. Not saying it would have ended exactly the same, but yeah, three extra happened. points. Also, the uh, how just they're playing. I don't see the passion anymore. Like, I tweeted during the game. I don't see the fire. Like I saw the NFC Championship game last year or like other games. I feel like they're kind of going half and half here. I don't know. But like the, like the play calling, you run, that was like a failed play. Like you're doing from the start. Oh, yeah. Quiz Rogers up the middle on fourth and one when he had like a – the whole Jets D line right there is not going to work. Mm-hmm. Jets D line is very good. They are very good though, but this O line needs to do some work, and this D line too. That needs to come through the draft and free agency. And Dimitrov has not hit on either either of those positions in the draft and free agency. It starts with the line of scrimmage. That's where the, the game works. You need to protect Matt Ryan, and you need to get after the passer up there. So that's just how the Fal- that's probably one of the main reasons why the Falcons are one and four. All right, this has been the first episode of the LC Show, and we're going to try and come at you every week with new and improved information each and every week. And you can follow me on Twitter at Chris Trill Sharp, and I'll give you more details there. And where can we find you, Lucas? At LucasBoudreau1. Follow one, me up. Number one, all right. Also, check out the GACS Spartan Spirit and GACS Quad. Shout out to the DMR Report, Hunter McKernan and Will Davies. They do work over there. And also, check out my show, The Red Zone Report. That's also on the GACS website. This has been Chris and Luke for the LC Show. Return to the mat. 